pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands liberty and justice for all. sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I am a soldier 
in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. 
Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate. And your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Yelling, Don't give a fuck. All I hear is where the 
And I swear to God, that's all we knew. Dr. Dre, Nate Dogg, and Snoop. Fell in love with rap before these rappers using auto-tune and bada-boom. Dropped out of school and copped the mic, hopped in the booth. All your favorite rappers got you fucked up taking pills, dog. All my favorite rappers got locked up, but they got killed, dog. All your favorite rappers wearing girl clothes, they fakers. But we gon' be alright, because gangster rap raised us. All our heroes were the gangsters, homie. Gangster rap raised us. We were out there yelling, fuck the police. Gangster rap made us. I ain't got that thing on me, but I got them hands, though. The vans pull up, the mans jump out like Rambo. He ran, though. How can I be scared when I'm Thanos? Leave a lump on him like a camel. Get handled. Look, I grew up listening to the hardest bars. Getting faded barbershops. Arguing about knives and pock. 50 Biggie, Wayne, and Jay bumping out the trailer park. And I seen the worst parts where you don't go after dark. Like, whoa, I ain't never been afraid. I was trained to go. Look how far I came. Why you hating on the low? Run him off the stage, get him at his own show. Game ain't been the same since I came through the dough. We were 14 listening to gangsters. For these corny little rappers came up. Ain't no warning, better keep your chain tucked. There was a war, ain't nobody playing fake tough. We were 14 listening to gangsters. For these corny little rappers came up. Ain't no warning, better keep your chain tucked. There was a war, ain't nobody playing fake tough. All our heroes were the gangsters, homie Gangster rap raised us We were out there yelling, fuck the police Gangster rap made us All our heroes were the gangsters, homie Gangster rap raised us And welcome back, fuckers, to another episode of the Patriot Party Podcast. Ooh, you're way over there. I am V Lynn, and with me is my hetero life partner, Heather. Hi, I'm that bitch. If you guys uh, haven't watched Freedom Gardens, Heather does Freedom Gardens with me on Saturday. And special guest joining the show for tonight, we got Vince from the Red Pill Project. How you doing, Vince? Hey. What's up? Yeah, Vince. I'm doing quite well. Vince came on Freedom Gardens with us too. So, thank you for having me. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. I uh, didn't get nearly as much done as I wanted to today, but sorry, my me life. either. Sorry, I have bedhead, man. I'm getting over this crazy sickness. Uh oh, you too. You too. All of us. I've I don't know what it is. Bro. I have a fever. I've been dealing with this for like three days. I don't know what it is. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, you got any horse paste floating around? I do. I haven't been taking it, but I'm doing well, everything else here. That I got. Honestly, like I, I put a dollop on the end of a spoon and pour some honey on top of it and give it to my kids and they don't know the difference. They just think yeah. it's honey for their sore throat. <laughs> oh, I have the I have the delicious apple flavored horse version. Oh yeah, no, that's it's nasty. It's so bad. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta do it with the honey. I gotta you break know? it out. So I think I need you to do that for me tonight yes, before I leave. I will. Because I've been so struggle bus with this for say three months. You've got it too. You got something? What's going on? Three or four weeks. Like my husband and I have just been struggling, just mucus, not coughing, sore throat, dry throat, not really a productive cough. Like just enough to irritate you, but not enough to actually spit it out. It's so gross. I don't know. I just feel like absolute garbage and my whole body hurts. And I'm like, obviously you brought something home with you from work <laughs> yeah or you did because you because yeah, i was working, was with, working the with the kids yeah i was so, actually you know. i was in a house with almost every person in the house had covid so yeah 
And I was doing that for what, like four or five days. Amazing. You didn't get it. I didn't. I tested a couple of times, even with my at home tests and never showed Mm -hmm. up positive. I just have the yuck. Of course, you know, you could stick your at home test in like a bottle of Coke or a freaking kiwi fruit and it would come out. Mine came back negative. I was really impressed because I was like, if this (laughs) comes back positive. I've never taken one of those. Oh, it's I actually not. As, let me tell you what it is. Nothing like my very first COVID test that I had. Oh, to when do. they pierced your fucking brainstem. Holy, mo- like yeah. what? This is un. I was like, this is unnecessary. I almost threw up on. This. Yeah, dude, they it were- was so bad, and it was a drive-through <laughs> situation. So she's like through my window with this long yeah, swab, no. just sucking up my no. nose. I'm like, no, never again. No, so I don't. I don't it's test. so gross. The only time I tested because I had two for work. They forced me when we were coming home from Jamaica. Oh. Did you really? Yeah. They oh, and they like year. you know they made us go, and it was the only time Liam tested too. And they made us go into like on the resort. They set it, you know everything set up. You could not leave until you had a COVID test. That is mm-hmm. that would piss me but, off. But so I feel much. like it's not a Jamaica thing. I feel like it might just be some bullshit that was no no it was a go- the government thing oh was there a government yeah, thing yeah, i government. was kind of feeling like it was our i was like what if you test positive man- like manipulating other countries to deal with yeah. do their same bullshit oh, that's, that's what i was worry. they're not the first talking? ones to gather your dna oh i know <laughs> but yet I-, I can't get my dna test to put my dad on my birth certificate <laughs> did you hear that uh 23 and me had a massive dna hack yeah, like a I'm massive so glad hack. I didn't do that. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine. So now I'm your just, DNA is just out there. out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't say it was Russia and China is the only thing. I was like, hmm, keeping it simple, okay? You know, right? They're just ran out of lies, and they can't come up with new ones because they've been recycling the same ones for the last sixty years. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Sorry, I'm such lies. A- no, lies. that's so true. Though. I feel like it's very yeah. true. It's the same lie. It's the same bullshit story. Just like the words are switched up just a little bit, but it's the same shit. It's just bullshit. Same story, different day. Yeah, you could probably go yeah. back decades and just kind of put absolutely things on and it matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. even maybe centuries. Honestly, right? honestly. Maybe, huh? think about. I mean, it. if you think about it, when the Spanish, when was the Spanish influenza the last pandemic? Yeah. And it only lasted 18 months, mind you. 18 Ca- months. And, and there's some dispute as to whether it was caused by vaccines, because that's when they started, started doing that giving vaccines to everyone coming home, home from World War I, um, or if it was uh, caused by radiation or um, electrical frequencies because they had just rolled out like, right. telegraph lines at that point, too. So was oh. it... But Was you know what? Body, people's bodies reacting to, to a new frequency that they weren't right. exposed to before. Was it vaccines? Mm. Was it a combination? Was it really Spanish influenza? Like, no, come on, let's be real. Start in Spain. Uh-uh. Right, I didn't think so, but no. that's was the last pandemic. Yeah, the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, but that pandemic only lasted 18 months. Yeah, and here we well, are. Well, that's because everyone like, died. Yeah. Wow, I haven't heard that theory about the uh, telegraph and that. It could be frequencies I because that her frequencies. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally possible with what why, we know. About why science, wouldn't it so. be? Because mm-hmm. like frequencies can affect everything in everything. your body, radio mm-hmm. frequencies, yeah. all kinds of frequencies can affect everything. in Your body it can affect your thyroid and how yeah. it functions, your pancreas, your, all of those things. Like why couldn't it cause a flare up or inflammation, a virus inflammation type 
situation inside your body, mm-hmm. just because your body's yes. adjusting to either radio waves or frequency waves. That makes yeah. total sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a flare up <clears throat> in global warming. It just parallels, you know, there was it. I've heard some people say, um, like uh, Dr. Judy Mikevitz say that uh, they initially put COVID out in the 2018 flu shots. Or then, of course, everyone, you know, you hear all these people saying, well, it's the 5G towers. Yeah. Or is it both? It's just it's the it same just, conspiracy theory as the Spanish flu, like just exactly. regurgitated all over again. Like I said, exactly. Like I said, it's just mm-hmm. on repeat. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Things history repeats itself. It really fucking does. Over and yeah. over again. And the more you deny what history was, and the more times it's going to repeat itself. Because every time you remove all that information and those lessons that we learned through our history books. Oh, you're so, you have such a fever that you're wiping your forehead. Is that what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, just a little yeah. bit. Oh. I'm trying to straighten my hair out. Oh, oh okay. So it was a dual just face. Just clammy. Just clammy. It's yeah. not bad and I feel actually pretty good. I mean, the, the our little one's been black for the last Blech. couple think, days too. Yeah. And well, Connor too, he still sounded super stuffy. I mean, he's better. No, but he still sound. he can still hear it. Like it's like mine. It's still there. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm handling it pretty well, but I know there's something big going on, like pretty concerning. I almost went to the doctor today, but kind of put it off. Fuck the doctors. I know. Take some oregano oil. I am. Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) Oregano oil, ivermectin, chlorine dioxide, and and then ginger. And the ginger. What is chlorine dioxide? Ooh, that's good stuff. Um, You, uh, that's the stuff that they, um, Trump said would cure COVID and then they were like, oh, you're injecting bleach into you. Oh, that that's it's not, shit. it's chlorine dioxide. It's an anti, it's a anti-parasitic. Yeah. Um, but also ginger is an anti-inflammatory. So if you do the oregano oil and the ginger and whatever, it helps bring down that inflammation. There's no reason oh. for us to be taking, oh I've, shit, any of this other stuff. I have stuff. ginger tea right here. There Texas, you go. Texas Trout's wife is pregnant. Hmm? Oh. Sorry, Texas Chad. I don't know if you wanted me to just announce that to the world, but too bad. You put it in the chat. So I'm announcing it to the world. Right. Woohoo! Everybody else. Congrats. What flavor baby Thunder. are we having? Do we know? Thunder. Thunder. Thunder kiss. Get the fuck oh. out of here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Good job. Wow. Look That's remarkable that. in today's day and age, I tell you. Congratulations. People can what? still make babies. Still make babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. Oh, oh yeah, no shit. I'm not um, kidding. Hey, do you follow uh Ariel um uh, Proletario no. one on X? I don't know. Okay. Should I? Yes, you should. What, it's what a, are great, they saying? a great follow. Uh here. Oh but... wait. Oh, I found him. Okay. She does all kinds of deep dive stuff. Anyway, this is uh this is like her kind of a weekly recap, right? Good afternoon, folks. What a turn of events we have here. So much going on at once. The White House will run out of funds to help Ukraine by year's end. I'm sorry. That money's fake anyway. We don't have money. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What money? Oh, that's not money. That's like a rubber check. Like, it doesn't exist. Yeah, jokes on them. We ran out of money for ourselves a long time ago. Oh, right? Because we're already a bunch of broke bitches. Let's be real. It's expensive to breathe. <laughs> oh, Zelensky is about to have a long walk on the beach since that's where most sugar daddies break up with their mistress. 
<laughs> See, this is why I love Ariel. Uh, Senator Bob Menendez possessing stolen gold from a 2013 robbery of a known associate. Who wants to bet that associate has the silver ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You heard that about that, right? They Yeah. Menendez got caught with like actual gold bars. Well, apparently they were from a 2013 robbery. Yes. But Santos got kicked out of Congress for lying, which everybody in Congress lies. Okay. Hello. First of all, it wasn't the lie that they wanted him to say. Exactly. Everybody lies. But you have got to be on the same frequency of lies. Yes. Okay? And he was they a Republican and they didn't want that. Those he, lies he was actually voting like the way his constituents wanted him to. I couldn't have that. How could that be? God forbid. I wish I knew oh. the whole story between that robbery and this whole situation. Well, I, okay. Everybody does. But so but here's now the Menendez thing, like, is, is still in. Yeah. Like confiscated items leave what evidence rooms all the time. No, no, no. And sometimes they an don't even room. get there. Like, no, no. Like this, this gold was stolen in 2013 and it right. showed up in Senator Menendez's house. Like I said, it I was didn't... never confiscated by the police between one point and the other. Oh, oh. I was I thought you were saying like this is what no, happened. No, no, it's no, so no, kind no, of funny no. that this stuff showed up there. I didn't know that like it no, was no. never recovered at no, all. No, never recovered. Straight up robbery hey, and showed up in a fucking listen, senator's house. That's his dumbass fault. He should have put that shit in a safe. Underground. Uh-huh. Melted that shit in a down. bunker. Yeah. Made something new out of it. Like dumb. Some like gold come on. jewelry for his wife or something. If you're gonna be a criminal, not that smart. Right? Or maybe some gold jewelry for Fetterman because Fetterfuck's like trying to get him kicked out now, which is crazy because mm -hmm. Fetterfuck's a Democrat and so is Menendez. But he's like, Nope, out you go. Of course it's not really Fetterman, but you know, because his thing is missing. I don't what is you know Fetterman has that has like Quasimodo on the side of his neck? <laughs> he has lump. Yeah, that shit's gone. It's gone. Look at like the last three or four interviews. He's gone. It's gone. What is going on? I swear, you know, people say we're watching a movie. money for cosmetic procedures. Cosmetic. Fuck, they have masks. You can like I could put on a mask right now and, and look like you or look like Vince. Yeah. Right. Seriously. But, yeah. you know, from the stolen gold to the people just changing how they look and their lumps disappearing magically. This is like every movie you've ever seen wrapped into reality it's just crazy especially the political corruption and the crime aspect of it it's just it's literally like every movie you've ever seen it's like the problem, the problem with it now is that everything is available on the internet right like everything is openly publicized anybody's conspiracy theories are out there for the whole world to see anybody's opinions and how Things are be, being discovered more so that every time somebody learns something new about our fucked up government, they put it on the Internet and then everybody knows it. Right. So now it's globally there. However, this is no different than the last however many motherfucking years U.S. government has been going on here. Oh, Remind yeah. me. Right. I don't yeah. know how many years it is. They are the longest running crime family in this nation. Well, that's true. And I grew Just up around the corner from John Gotti. OK. I know. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. A loud fart erupts while John Kerry speaks about something that's going to kill us. You know, climate change. Someone needs to cut down on those carbon emissions. <laughs> For the comic relief of the movie that we're all watching, someone farted during John Kerry's speech. Uh, New Zealand whistleblower hacks COVID vaccine data and uncovers that it kills one in 1,000 people. Yes like and no. Yes and no. High enough. It's not actually... That's kind of misleading because I know the actual backstory on that. So hmm. <laughs> I talked about this a little bit yesterday, I think. Um, New Zealand's such a small country that they have 
one person in charge of their database for payments for vaccines for the entire country. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that your phone? Ah. Did you put that shit on do not disturb or something? I need to do that. Okay. I thought I did it. Um, So this guy, this one guy, you know, every, like they would send vaccine batches to, to places, to doctor's offices or hospitals or whatever. And then each time someone got a vaccine, that hospital doctor would put in for a payment because they got paid for every vaccine that was given. So this one guy that was in charge of this database had access to all this data. And what he found was that in certain batches, 23% of the people died within two weeks of getting COVID vaccine. Oh, like clusters. So it wasn't spread out as one in 1000. Although if you look at it, from a you know a macro level like that's how the yeah. data worked out technically but actually with certain batches it was like one out of four people died immediately after or within two weeks of getting the covid vaccine and he went public with this and then they arrested him for misinformation but the covid vaccine Jeez. my first administration made me sick i was down for like a week i know just the first one yeah exactly so anyway um, so and that, I was amongst the first batch. Yeah. The very, when, as soon as the vaccines were released, hmm. we yep. were forced to get them. Yep. Under Trump, by the way. So just saying. Yeah. Makes uh, yeah. Uh, Lindsey Graham does a 180 and now claims he's America first and wants to secure the border. ISO works wonders, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to call Lindsay. Lady G. Lady G, I apologize. I don't mm-hmm. need to offend all the Lindsays in our chat. Lady G does a 180. Okay. James Comer said Joe Biden received direct monthly payments in th- 2018 from Hunter Biden's LLC, Owasco PC, which has a direct link to the CCP. You know, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if these bribes came with fortune cookies. Um, I love, again, so I love Ariel's writing style. But uh, yeah, then the... The media is trying to claim that when Hunter was between jobs, Joe was making payments on his car for him. So these oh. monthly payments were Hunter paying Joe back. But shouldn't they have come from Hunter's personal account, not directly from his company? Right. Yeah. Unless it's a company car. But still. It wasn't again, a company car. Still. Because if it again, was a company car, shadiness. then Joe wouldn't have been paying for it when Hunter was between jobs. Right. That's why I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Doesn't make sense. Like, you can't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Liz Cheney says Donald Trump will try to stay in office beyond his term. (laughs) His next term? His current term? Which term? Mm. That's a good question, huh? Anyway. Texas Governor Greg Abbott stated on the record that illegal border crossings will become a state crime, empowering state officers to arrest illegal immigrants. Well, it's about fucking time. Yeah. So now the Texas, uh, Texas, whatever rangers can go start arresting illegal aliens. There's not enough of them. I mean, there's not enough rangers to arrest all the aliens. Mm-hmm. Have to deputize a few thousand people. Exactly. But you know, get get some good old rednecks. They're all over the place. Yeah, hell, just get yeah. a whole bunch of, of veterans. They'll go line up on the border and shoot shit just for fun. Oh yeah. Um, they got to hone those skills. Mm-hmm. Major liberal city set to discipline students based on their race and gender identity for restorative justice. What? Does sorry. this mean they're going to abuse white people? 
Yes. They already abuse white people. Major liberal city set to discipline yeah. students based on their race and gender identity for restorative justice. Basically, um, if two kids do the same thing wrong and one of them is white and one of them is black, the white one gets punished, the black one doesn't. Crazy liberals. Do you know, like this, uh, from working in the group home, right? And just being, I'm, because I enjoy being around teenagers because there's obviously something super defective in me. Um, <laughs> obviously. Uh, right? Uh, can, but you can cuss at teenagers. Oh, and you don't watch have to me? get you don't have to get mad at them when they cuss back at you. Absolutely. Because uh, Liam tried to drop an f bomb during dinner yesterday, oh, and no. I was like, no, 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 his no, nuts no, haven't child. dropped yet. Exactly. He can't be doing that nope, shit. We're not there. No, nope. we're not there. I was like, no, nope, you cannot drop f bombs yet. Mm -mm. Right. But what I'm saying is like just just witnessing it and like because I haven't been around teenagers in a while until I decided to finally follow this crazy dream that I have. Mm -hmm. Um. And I remember like when my son was younger and I had a lot of kids at the house all the time and they were every color, every, everything. They were the preppy kids. They were the emo kids. They were the broke kids. They were all the kids, right? All the kids at my house all the time. And I loved it. But that was when I was starting to see, like, I remember when I was in school and it was like, so cool to act like you were black whatever that really fucking means i have no uh -huh. idea but now it's we like a term for that but okay it's, i know what it's called <laughs> bitch. I, know it's called. <laughs> I know that's what we called it uh-huh right that's what we called it yeah Motherfucker, that's still what i call it uh-huh um but in general like that was i think where it really kind of started and that's when i remember more and more white kids being bullied by black kids and black kids being encouraged to bully the white kids. And mm. that now that I've worked in the group home, I can 100% tell you on a South Carolina base, no doubt between me trying to work somewhere for some reason, oh, I have run into a lot of racism towards white people. Like I, mm. and I've been, I've been, I've been denied a job in Hawaii because I'm white, not because I wasn't qualified, but because I wasn't mm. white and they make preferential treatment to their natives. And that's totally fine. They really need to be employed. However, like the racism is not being hidden from the kids. It's being pushed on the kids, being given encouraged, show, encouraged yeah. showing them to treat the white kids different. So the white kids are now like, like what they the don't fuck? have enough mental health issues from being abused and whatever else they're in group homes for. But now they have to be ashamed of who they are on top of mm -hmm. because of their color, not because of who they are. And it, I think that that really increases a lot of stress. I think it all. I think it's also a contributing factor to the increase in our school shootings. Because, and I hate to say it, and suicides. These white kids, <laughs> these white kids are losing their shit because they're being bullied, and and it's not like it's being looked. They looked the other way. They look the other way. Nobody pays attention to it. Nobody cares. Nobody whatever. And I'm like, this is not. And and it's not just like it's not even just the white kids. Like they're literally just fucking bullying everyone. Yeah, that's wow. where it's at. And I'm just like, and it's, and the mixed kids, oh my God. They have nowhere to fit in. Right. Right. Now that, now that race is such a divided yeah. factor and, again. And see, yeah. and when I, and, and I say this, I was like, I know that when I was growing up and I grew up in Queens, I had a very racist mother. Okay. Mm -hmm. She used to tell me that shit rubbed off. Like I wasn't even allowed to touch the black people. Right. Wow. She was crazy, crazy racist. Like not even okay racist. And I, but I never believed any of that stuff. I was always like, why does it matter? 
Like, I remember when I started kindergarten and my kindergarten teacher was black. I cried not because I had to go to school. I cried because I didn't know if my mom was going to be nice to us. Wow. And this is how so many people were raised. And I have just spent my whole life just telling people, like, it doesn't matter. We all bleed the same color at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Why? Like, we have enough bullshit out there in the world that's trying to divide us. It should not be the color of our skin. That's true. Unfortunately, they're going to use anything they but can they to divide us. But they are doing us. it, and they, they do are it teaching all it. The time. And I am. I have watched so much petty women catty bullshit go on that I. But I'm like, no wonder why these kids are assholes to each other. Like they're literally. What are you teaching them? You're teaching them that it's okay to talk shit behind every one of your coworkers' back, regardless of what color they are. And they're doing the same thing. Like nobody is teaching anybody what a real how to be a friend, good person, how to be a good person, how to have a friend bond and just empathy. Just like put yourself in somebody else's shoes. They're not doing that. Like they are doing everything they can to keep these kids divided. And I literally watched the only white kids in the group home be treated completely different by the staff and the kids. And when the mm. black kids tell you that the staff is racist, you know, the staff is racist. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I don't have a lot of experience with kids at all. And there's only like 100 kids in my town or teenagers. Oh, well, but we have over a million kids in the foster and DSS system in the state of South Carolina alone. A million kids in foster care or in, DSS or so. social services mm -hmm. in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And only like a fraction of those kids are even available for adoption. And those are the ones on record. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Those are the kids that are on record and have been brought in or the attention has been brought to DSS. Not, you know, I grew up in the eighties. Your parents beat you, you just went to your room. Nobody cared, nobody paid attention. <laughs> yeah. So there's still, I still, I'm sure that there's still a lot of that going on, especially in these more rural areas I'm where sure. they're picking up the meth like it's, you know, well, I think sometimes the elixir um, of life. There's some of that. Let me finish this because we'll we'll get to that. Actually, the meth. Oh, um, yeah. We we I have something for that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Prime Minister Robert Fico calls the WHO pandemic treaty nonsense and then invented by greedy pharma companies. Oh, what? Yes. No oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the who who is trying to force everyone into a one world government with their pandemic treaty. Uh, the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments on Tuesday in a challenge to the constitutionality of a provision of a 2017 corporate tax reform law. This case that's going to the Supreme Court yeah. challenges the validity of taxes for regular citizens in general. No way. Yeah. I haven't heard of this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, 17 governors are demanding the Biden administration prevent foreign adversaries like China from buying U.S. land. Look at that. Yeah. So um, let's see. We are rounding off the last month of the year with some historical events that we would never have thought to see in our lifetime, especially regarding China's position on gold that can offset the Western hegemony on nations holding fiat we're the ones left who haven't dumped it. Yeah, looking at you, Javier Malou. Not to mention Iraq getting the U.S. dollar auctions tomorrow. Al-Sudani stating Iraq must now connect to the global markets. Or Intel coming out talking about an imminent dollar crash by mid-December. Things are heating up exponentially for all the wrong and right reasons. 
can we experience another wild card to be at play regardless of the Supreme Court, who now wants to jump in on the January 6th case as well. So, uh, so much stuff going on. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And again, it if you guys really don't follow Ariel on, Ariel on Twitter, you, you should. It's a great follow. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, so let's start with money. I hate money, by the way. By the way. Because I don't have any of it. <laughs> no, you know, I had this discussion too. And that you might agree with this, Vince. I was having this discussion with one of, with Troy, the kid, mm-hmm. uh, my little boyfriend. And I was, he was like, I just want to make money. I was like, you know what? I used to just want to make money too. I mm-hmm. was like, and I made all the money and I like had what? the two houses and I had the four cars and I had the this and I had all the things. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I didn't have any form of happiness. Yeah. I can relate 100%. Working our asses off to have the shit that we probably didn't fucking want in the first place. Let's just be real. We were convinced by corporate America in the 80s that we had to keep up with the Joneses. We were constantly competing with each other and trying to be in this rat race, right? I said, and then I spent a long time single and I had to be all about the money and I grew my profession. Professionally, I grew amazing. I made a ton of money. I don't have any of it. Um, <laughs> What's well, the thing? We get pulled into the system. I made a lot of money too back in the day. And just like the cost of living, because I was living in Seattle. Like, yeah, my payroll increased by, you know, I don't know, twenty five, twenty seven dollars an hour living in Washington. That's where but, I was. Well, that's where I, I am. Yeah, because I was at I was at like forty. So <laughs> once when I was in Washington, that was great. I loved it. It didn't matter. I paid more for my one bedroom under 500 square foot apartment <laughs> than I did for my mortgage in like right outside of Seattle in Renton. I was mm-hmm. paying $1,800 for an apartment that probably wasn't even 500 square feet. What? Yeah. I was like, and I told my husband in 2020 when the pandemic hit and I was like, everybody's getting out of their leases and they're moving. Literally, I got the very last tow behind trailer in the entire state of Washington from U-Haul so we could move away. I was wow. like, what is going on? He's like, listen, everybody is moving away. Getting the fuck out. They're like, True. they're leaving between the fires and the riots and the union yeah. strikes and the pandemic and the curfew and the, all the things. They're like, everybody's leaving. So we did. Because I told him, he's like, well, why are we going to leave? I said, because no matter how much money we make, I said, we are never going to be able to afford to buy anything we really want. I said, you can't even get a boarded up trap house in Tacoma for under $500,000. I was like, so it's just not worth it. I said, just take advantage of it while we can. And we moved. And that was great. But now I'm telling his, I was like, I've made all the money. I don't care about the money. They're like, why do you want to help kids? I said, because why don't you want to help people? Makes like, me happy. I was like, it makes me happy. I said, all that money did nothing for me. I said, I am the type of person. And you can ask Vanessa. She knows that this is true. I will give you the last dollar I have in the shirt off my back if you need it. I don't really care about any of that materialistic stuff. And my son's like, oh, but money buys happiness. Now, after living back with us for back with with my husband and I for the last couple of years, he's like, I don't even care about money. He's like, it's such a rat race. He's like, and it's fake. It's just a bunch of numbers on a screen. It's not real money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, you're right. And I, he's like, but money can buy you. What, I was like, but can money buy you what you want? I was like, all the money in the world and you can pay for all the therapy you want. If you don't work through your shit and figure out what makes you actually happy, that money's not going to do anything for you. Absolutely true. I was doing some research. Go ahead, Vince. I was doing research on the Rothschilds and they actually have a YouTube channel that you could find. 
and they have interviews with family members and things. It's pretty interesting. And one of these Rothschilds, I don't know, remember her name, but she was doing an interview and she was talking about how it took her probably into her later years before she actually felt like she deserved to be a Rothschild because despite being rich and famous and well-known, mm -hmm. she didn't feel worthy of the attention of the clout when they'd say her name. She's like, who the fuck am I? What do I contribute? What am I even like really like, I'm a nobody. I'm useless. I have no skills. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's true. You could have a billion dollars and just be useless, a depressed, useless <laughs> she, person she in society. She hadn't honed her baby eating skills yet at that point. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, it takes some people longer than others. Harvesting. Good God. There's so many, and there's unfortunately so many more people like that out in the world because they're I'm not saying that their parents are sheltering them because they're obviously no one but they haven't learned to work for anything mm -hmm. and they haven't learned to be givers either like they work they're not working for nothing and they ain't giving nothing away so they haven't really been taught like any to me any real purpose there's no real purpose in that like if you have all that money and it doesn't mean anything to you please by all means donate it to the homeless shelter do something with it and if you don't, if she didn't feel like she deserved the clout that went with that, well, make, make yourself worthy of it. There's so many other things you could be doing, but that's the problem mm -hmm. with all of this generation of kids that just were born into money. I don't know about this, but born into money stuff, right? Uh, they just, they don't, they have no idea. They have no they're concept. They're mostly worthless. Mm -hmm. And they've not been taught anything. Yeah, they're worthless. And it sucks. And the rest of us are here. The last of our kind. However, 60% of workers say their income has not been enough to keep up with inflation. More than half of those who got a pay bump said their pay lost ground to inflation. However, yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So people are getting raises but still have less money. Correct. Wonderful. Because their pay is not keeping up with inflation. I mean, think about it. Normally, you know, a good pay raise is 3%. Right. Between one and uh, normally a, an annual pay raises between one and three percent. Satisfactory work, one percent. Exceptional work, three percent. Inflation, six percent, eight percent, nine percent. And it's cumulative. Like when they say inflation's down to three percent, that means you add three percent to the six percent that it was last month and the eight percent that it was the month before. It's not like it went down three points. No, no, no. It only gained three points instead of six points. It's not getting any lower. We're not in shrinkflation. You know, we're not we're not in deflation. We are in yeah. shrinkflation where products are getting smaller and they're charging more money for them. But we're not in deflation where prices are actually going down. That's not what's happening. Yeah, they twist the data, especially. Yeah, yeah everything's a damn lie. Well, like the unemployment rate. Oh, we're mm -hmm. at like a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, we're not. No, just I was like those are people who have exhausted their benefits from unemployment. So they normally oh, yeah. they now don't count towards any polls because they're not in the system anymore. They're still broke as fuck with no job. Yeah. They just, they exhausted their benefits. So now yeah, they they're not count. part of the equation. That doesn't mean you that look it's at the, changed. The, um, labor participation. That's where numbers. it's at. And if you can see how, yeah, there's oh. all of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, you know, of course, Christmas is coming up. So people are freaking out about that too. 
We're not doing a mental health survey by the American Psychiatric Association finds nearly a third of Americans are more stressed out this year than last holiday season. And the top three sources of anxiety affording gifts, finding gifts, and the cost of holiday meals. A mental affording gifts, finding gifts, and the cost of holiday meals. The cost of meals. Well, food is outrageous. Food's insane. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. I'm so excited. Mick's coming home with like coolers and a, we put the, the uh, chest freezer in the back of the pickup truck. Did like you? we didn't went like to Texas. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's coming home with as much deer meat as he can fit in the truck. Ooh. We're going to yeah. make deer jerky. I'm so excited. Yeah. We're going to make a shit ton of dog food and we're going to make deer jerky and we're going to have venison steaks for, I don't know, forever. And awesome. now we get a line on like whenever they go hunting. Cause, um, you know, these guys deploy all the time. They just go out and shoot shit for fun. So <laughs> he's here. Like when they go hunting, they're just going to call him and he's going to drive up and pick up the meat. There you go. So we're going to have, I've got the stock. My freezer's full of fish. Well, oh, I mean, you live fish. on the coast, right? Yeah. So you, you do a lot of fishing. Yeah. 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 So, so there you go. That's great. I would love some, some of that too. But that's yeah. it. Yeah, right. Me too. What? Uh, yeah, me too. Like when she told me she was coming home with all this deer, I told him, I was like, next time you guys go, I was like, please let me know because Taylor loves hunting. He used to go hunting with his parents, his grandparents and his dad all the time. So he's like, I want to go. And I was like, okay, well, you know that you're bringing home that deer. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a team thing though. I know. You know? And I, I know. And that's unfortunate, but it would be nice if we could come up with something that I do have a friend down here who's a cop. Um, Z, but you know Taylor doesn't know nobody. A little short Filipino guy who's funny as fuck. What is Taylor um, gonna do? Pick him up and throw him in? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he can go hunting with him because he's always like, "Oh, if, you know, if Mike ever wants to go hunting, let me know." I'm like, okay. But yeah, no, I think it would be great for Taylor to give him something to do. I think DJ wants to go too. Okay, well they can shoot each other. Anyway, DJ make the better meal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't he's, say that. Uh, he's he's rich in marbling. There you That's go. What we have. <laughs> All right. Oh, check this out. We are living in a villain's world, and they designed it perfectly. We eat the food they give us, vote for one of two people that they tell us to, and watch the movies that they show. They take our attention as soon as we reach age five, and they never give it back. We go to school for eight hours a day, learning what they want us to. They scold us until we obey, and then they praise us when we do. They make us form a habit of waking up and spending our entire day in a building that we wouldn't choose, so that when we get older, we are willing to do the same. Following orders becomes comfortable when we spend our childhood doing what we're told. So when we're older, we hesitate to stray outside the norm. They tell us that we should do anything we can to attend a university, because if we don't, we will fail. They manipulate us into financial dependency at a young age so that we stay liable to the system. They've given us a currency that only has value because they say it does, and we receive it by working at a business that they own. Their millions become billions while the rest of us are forced to sacrifice our time for a minuscule fraction of what our work gains for them. They provide us housing but make it costly so that we struggle to accumulate enough wealth to escape their system. Our supermarkets are full of brands that they possess to the point that it is difficult to find ones that they don't. Our meals are either purchased from a store that they most likely own or created with ingredients from their brands. They tamper with the food they give us and pump them with toxic and addictive chemicals. 
They make the most harmful foods the cheapest and most convenient, so that it becomes an offer that we can't refuse. Over time, we become addicted in many more ways than one, and they bombard us with temptation on every billboard or commercial. When we get sick from excessive consumption of this insubstantial food, we are forced with almost no other option but to give up financial solidity for the sake of our health. We pay thousands to facilities that they own so that they can prescribe us more harmful chemicals that simply numb the symptoms. They revolve society around addictive foods that cause disease and expensive drugs that mask them so that we stay in a forever grasp of their system. We only ever consume content that they provide. Our news channels are operated by them to persuade us into two opposing perspectives so that we never share a same opinion. Why do you think it's free? They feed us shocking news headlines that provoke emotion and grab our attention away from what's really going on in the world. They've granted us with superficial idols that portray luxurious lifestyles so that we strive to be like them and associate money with happiness. They keep us focused on worldly problems that they've created to keep us zoomed in on our physical reality and detached from our creator. If we keep our attention on what's going on around us, we will never be present and see the truth of God within us. The villain who runs the world knows the truth of our potential and it's in their best interest to keep us distracted and willing to submit to a system that thrives on fearful compliance. Imagine if every person on this planet believed that we were created for a reason. We would unlock an unbreakable faith within ourselves and reverse the pyramid of power in which society was built. We would see past the lie that we've been living and turn to each other for help rather than depending on our corrupt leaders. Corrupt leaders who have accumulated a discreet monopoly that succeeds in circumventing the eyes of those who are unaware through the illusion of choice. The majority of us see the world as it is portrayed, diverse, coincidental, and plausible. To someone who lives day by day without taking a step back, the world kind of seems to make sense. Then we look behind the curtain and see that it really makes sense. Where there is one lie, there is many. Once we see one lie, we will find ourselves on an endless spiderweb of mass deception. The blindfold tied around us in childhood will loosen and light will be shed on our fabricated reality. Those in charge of us do not have our best interests in mind and never did. It has been a power trip from the start and we have gone along with it since the birth of society and will continue to until we see a reason for change and stop pointing fingers at each other. Yeah, she's great. That was awesome. Wow. She put great her words way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. I mean, instead of all of us doing our shows, we could just play that on repeat. Right? <laughs> Message that we're trying to spread. I mean, she really did a good job with that. You know, I feel like maybe there's some hopeful millennials occasionally. Well, and I, did I say that to you? Like, hmm. it's the millennials that are pushing for this off-grid, simple living because they don't want to be chained to a desk. They don't want to be told what they have to do. Like, they just want to. Yeah. And I have no problem. I think that's a fantastic idea. I'm actually impressed with their I love it. intuition to do that. But they have said that millennials are the big push behind off-grid living. Yeah, the homesteading. The homesteading and all of that. Like, the millennials have been, like, one of the big, big contributors wow. to that. Yeah. Hmm. They're, they're going back to... Because our grandparents' ways. Yeah, because they're looking at it like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Just yeah. like we've been looking at it for years. Well, I'm right behind them. As soon as I can, I want to get Same. Uh, out in the sticks a little more. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere as it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not in the middle of nowhere enough. No, definitely not. I get that. Yeah. All right. Well, check this out. This is how long they've been poisoning us for. This McDonald's Happy Meal is 14 years old today. It's not moldy. There's no sign of decomposition. Real food will break down. Food like this is nutritionally bankrupt, Mm -hmm. but are designed to smell and taste great at the expense of our health. Mm -hmm. Check this out. Seriously. There's a date right here, October 19th, 2009. 
Uh-huh. I mean, it's really gross. I mean, it is really gross, but, but honestly, it doesn't look that different from when you moldy. got it. It's not, right? Right? It's probably mm-hmm. just camera lighting for that cheese. It's, it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 14 years old. And we ate that shit. I Did I tell you what happened the last time I had a Big Mac? You got no. sick? So sick. So, so sick. Like, not throwing up sick. Just... Like my stomach hurt. Like my stomach was in pain. I actually, I actually shared it with one of the kids at the group home, and she ended up throwing up. She had never had a Big Mac before. I said, "Let's not ever do that again." But I remember when I was a kid and being so excited. I'm like, "I can't wait till I'm old enough to get a Big Mac." I'm tired of these chicken nuggets. But <laughs> now I'm just like, I had a half a Big Mac, and I probably I have not even looked at McDonald's since. Oh no. I can't. I'm just like, it's disgusting. I haven't gone there in years. I'm like, no, it's so bad. So disgusting. Mm-mm. I had a, what did I have? I had a Oreo McFlurry from McDonald's. Like, oh, their ice cream machine was working. Shut up. Like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I got incredibly sick. I had, I think I had a, I think one of my organs just wanted to shut down. I had pain. I forget my pancreas. I think mm-hmm. not my pancreas. No, not the pancreas. The other side. Whatever the uh, the thing that produces bile. Oh, your uh, gallbladder. Yeah, your my pain. gallbladder. I think I had a gallbladder attack. That's and, entirely possible. That is entirely possible. Those shakes are like seventy grams of sugar, and it's not real sugar. No. <gasps> and I ate that whole thing. Oh no! I almost died. I right? I had a fever for like two hours. I was so anxious and pacing and then uh, it eventually broke and I ended up being okay. But I was almost ready to go to the emergency hospital. I'm just, I think it's just your body reacting. Because if you're not getting, like I told her today, I was, okay. So first of all, these are my favorite snack. I don't care. I don't care if I'm an old lady and this is my old lady snack. That's fine. What are those brown, the brown things in there? I don't know what the brown yeah, things yeah. are, but they're amazing. Those they're are good. so good. And you so and they good. sell them now with just the brown things. You don't have to buy all the other mix, which is really nice. However, I opened it up because I picked it up at the store on my way here because I knew we weren't going to eat dinner before we did the show. And I opened it up and I and I took a bite, like a handful. I'm like, oh, these are my favorite. And then I immediately messaged her and I was like, everything I eat that's not homemade or at least freshly made all tastes like chemicals yeah that's all it takes so your body is rejecting it is ultimately what it's doing it's like hey buddy we haven't been playing this game for a long time this isn't gonna go down right but literally everything that i eat now everything tastes like chemicals yeah now i've been eating pretty clean since that happened (laughs) and when i do stray from eating perfectly clean i don't want mcdonald's i don't want a mcflurry I want, usually it's still kind of a decent whole food or like some good sourdough bread or something. It's not garbage chips or anything like that. I don't want that shit. It's like. We do eat more chips than we should. Uh, Melba toast. That's what it is. Dark rye chips. Um, Oh, dark. Yeah. 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 But uh, we, we probably eat more chips than we should, but I did dig up a whole thing, a a whole bunch of sweet potatoes today. And I think there's more in the duck enclosure that I didn't get to. We can make because I didn't dig very deep down. Some... What color are the sweet potatoes? Uh, some are red and some are orange. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So 
That's why I asked you earlier. I'm like, are these sweet potatoes? Some are kind of red. Some are big and some are smaller. So the smaller ones are red. Some of them look like little turnips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I had to dig all the way down into the the beds. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to move strawberries around to get to the other side. Because oh, there's course. strawberries all through there. The one that I put the electroculture antenna in, the strawberries just spread all throughout. The one that I didn't, there's like three strawberries in there. And I was able mm-hmm. to dig up the whole bed. Uh, to get to sweet potatoes. So I'm going to move the strawberries into the, the bed that I dug up and dig up the, the first one. Mm. And I think I'll have to take a rake to the duck enclosure because I think they're buried in buried there. Buried in there. So. Hey, I use six pounds of sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes for dog a food. week for mm-hmm. dog food. Yep. So. It's yep. It's yeah, I finally convinced Vanessa to go with the raw vegetables. and like The, the dogs actually like it better if it's cooked first. I tried really? with the raw. Oh, really? Yeah, your dogs are a bunch of fucking. I know they're bougie as fuck. My dogs absolutely love the raw sweet potatoes, the raw broccoli, and the raw carrots. I put it all in a food processor, and I, I put it in my Ninja, and it becomes just like cornmeal, like it's so like nothing, but it's perfect. You don't have to cook it, and it doesn't make as big of a mess. But don't get me wrong; it makes a mess. And then I make about twenty pounds of chicken, boneless, skinless chicken thighs in my instant pot, and then I shred it up, and I do ten cups of rice, which actually equals thirty cups of rice, and I mix it all together, and I'm good for the week. And it costs me half of what it cost me when I was buying bagged food. How many dogs do you have? I have two Great Danes and a plot hound. Okay. Holy yeah. crap! They eat a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. A fifty. Well, when I had my St. Bernard's, a fifty-pound bag of bullshit dog food a week was yeah. definitely the case. So I, the same, the same. Wow. Not my my me my plot hound. She's like the perfect size. She's fifty pounds. Yeah. She's thirteen years old. And even I've seen. And I was telling her since I switched them over to the homemade cooked at home food. and the homemade dog food and the raw vegetable diet. She even she like again thirteen years old. And she's got some spice back in her. She's like standing on her back legs and doing the wiggle. Like she's very, I mean, she's still deaf. She can't hear. She has no idea where I'm calling her from. But she's physically, she you can tell that she's doing better and she's much happier and she's more active. Yep. Well, Seamus is fasting right now. He's not eating. Well, because he's a horny teenager Because right he's, now. yeah, um, Annie's in heat. So Seamus is in rut. Oh. Yeah. So he just follows her around and whines, but she's not there yet. So she turns around and snaps at him and grabs him by the throat. <laughs> and he's just like, I mean, I'm, he's not going to hurt her because, you know. No, he knows what he wants. Yeah. He, he's like, okay. He's <laughs> like, I'm not dumb. Dude. I'm just going like, to wait. Hanging off his throat with her freak. And she's got some sharp ass teeth. I'm like, Annie, don't rip his throat out. Seriously, you're going to want some of that in like two days. But <laughs> I mean, she did bite yet. through his lip that one time. So. She did. She He does have scars all over him. She mm-hmm. popped his hematoma on his. Uh, on his, on his elbow? On his elbow, yep. I mean, yep. You know, she it, had to, it had to go. We do crazy things to the people we love. <laughs> right? <laughs> they always get the worst of us. Oh, poor Annie. Anyway. So uh, Ariel said something about the dollar being about to crash. Um, our good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, sent out his weekly update as well. Let's listen to what he has to oh. say about what's going on with the estate of money. Fake money. Here you go. Everybody, happy Monday. This is Dr. Kirk Elliott, and this is my weekly commentary for this week. And you know, we've been talking a lot, and you've uh, some of you who've who've listened to me for years <clears throat> or decades. <laughs> um, a lot of you have been with me for decades, and that's just awesome. Um, have always heard me say that fundamentals always trump everything, right? So, 
And you've got technical traders who will look at charts and entry points and exit points and all of that kind of stuff. And to me, it's like, it's never mattered. I don't care because the fundamentals always trump everything. So what are the fundamentals that cause market growth or contraction? It's it's political you know, legislation. It's it's policies. It's things coming out of D.C. It's administrative rulings from non-governmental organizations and international organizations, right? It's it's interest rate cycles. It's taxes. It's it's the labor force. It's our people's wages keeping up with inflation. What? How much money is being printed? How much is being pulled out of circulation? Right. All of those things are the fundamentals that always drive the markets. <clears throat> and to me, it boils down to just a couple simple things. Number one, for an economy to grow, literally, you have to have lowering taxes, lowering interest rates and job creation. It's as simple as that. If you don't have that, the market's being held together literally by some kind of stimulus, right? They're printing money out of thin air to keep it the appearance of the market growing, right? And when you have when you have critical mass like we have right now, it's like ugh, everyone's living at the margin. If you raise taxes anymore, people are if they're already living at the margin, they're just going to spend less. When people spend less, corporate revenues come down. Mom and pops can't afford to stay in business. I mean, we're, we're there. Now, at the beginning of an interest rate cycle, at the beginning of a taxation cycle, usually it's when people are fat and happy, right? And, and taxes go up a little bit, interest rates go up a little bit. And I say, well, I still have a bunch of money left over at the end of the month. I don't care if taxes go up or if interest rates go up and my credit card bills go up. I'm, I'm going to keep spending because I still have money left at the end of every month. We're not there. We're not there domestically here in America. We're not there globally either. We're hitting the end of, of like this debt super cycle. I mean, here's what it, what it feels like. Um, because globally, things are now starting to come, fall into place for everything that we've talked about for a couple of years. You know, over, over this last week, gold is soaring, right? It's almost 2100, but silver's going up even more. Silver's up uh, 2550, 2580, somewhere in that. It's pushing $26 an ounce. This is fantastic momentum. But why? Why are they doing that? Is it because of technical charts? Is it be no, it has nothing to do with charts. It has nothing to do with technical, you know, buy-ins or, or sell-offs or anything like that, right? It's it's the fundamentals that that cause growth. It's Chairman Powell last week. Um, making comments that that aren't really as hawkish as as people were hoping they would be, right? So, so gold spiked to almost a record high. Um, actually, I think it did hit a high. I, I'd have to look and see the interday trading um, when when we're pushing close to twenty one hundred, because Powell failed to hammer the hawkish cases in his fireside chat, right? So when, and stocks eager to take out twenty twenty three highs. Powell had a big problem on his hands, not so much because of this imminent easing that people were expecting, but but really inflationary pressures are going to keep persisting because they haven't controlled inflation. It's happening everywhere. But now you see this and boy, it, it's reminiscent of, of 1983. Right or early 1980, actually, and 83 was like the end of that that frame when when Paul Volcker, chairman of Fed at that point, not 
not, you know, Jerome Powell, like today, he had to raise interest rates so high to squash the inflationary pressures. See, this knee-jerk reaction that we're seeing the surge in higher in gold and digital gold meant to be, once again, the death watch for the dollar. As gold goes up, that's the death watch for the dollar. And fiat money in general, right? It's gold and silver are a barometer to, to fiat currencies, right? And so we're seeing these things go up. We're seeing like cryptocurrency go up too because people are pulling out of, of traditional markets. They're pulling out of things that they think, I, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna last. And now you've got a resurgence like of just like fire in, in the Middle East with with Israel and Hamas and and warships being attacked in the in the in the Gulf. And I mean it's just it's just crazy, right? It's crazy. And this is striking fear into the hearts and minds of people as the violent resumption of the Israel-Hamas war um, included attacks on U.S. warships in the Gulf, like I just talked about. But it gets worse than that because war always causes people to operate out of a state of fear. Um, inflation, when people run out of money, cause people to operate out of a state of fear. This is why gold and silver tangible assets do so well during times like this. And what we're seeing is this, this literally, I. I was reading the Zero Hedge article and they called it the death watch on the U.S. dollar, right? And that's what gold and silver are doing. It's like the death watch on the dollar because they know that policymakers don't have this thing figured out. But gold and silver do have it figured out. They're the perfect inflationary hedge. So I would encourage all of you that haven't allocated, um, you know, maybe sitting on the sideline doing whatever, allocate more into tangible assets because they they perform so well during times like this. We're starting to see these knee-jerk reactions moving forward, which are going to turn into more longer sustained growth patterns. They, they traditionally do right? um, because people in times of fear, chaos, uncertainty, turbulence, turmoil, look for something that's real. They look for something that's real. And that's where gold and silver come in, come into play. Um, so I encourage all of you to allocate into gold and silver. I don't know if any of you saw Tucker Carlson's interview. I can't remember who it was with some, some major economist um, last week. And Tucker made this statement. It's like, well, should we like bury gold in our backyard? And the answer was yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's hitting the mainstream now, right? So people are looking towards things that we've been talking about for a while. And that's, I believe, is biblical wisdom and discernment of the times that we're living in. So call us if you need anything, 720-605-3900. We'd love to help you get you out of harm's way. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yes. And tell them Mick and Velen sent you. Patriot Party Podcast. You can go to defiantsilver.life. That's our direct affiliate link to get a hold of Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's great. Um, They'll hold it for you or they'll ship it to you, either one. But it, the thing is about when gold and silver go up, and I know you got to go, Vince, but when gold and silver go up, it's not because they're increasing in value. It's because the dollar is losing value, right? And yeah, absolutely. So that's 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 why it's a barometer for the dollar. It's not a great thing uh, unless you have a lot of gold and silver. Yeah, especially gold. Quite gold scary. stays pretty much steady. Like gold stays at, you know, there's a, a pretty standard rate, 
But when the dollar loses value, the price of gold goes up because the dollar is losing value, not because the value of the gold was going up. So silver, they've deliberately suppressed for a very long time. Silver is used in all technologies, electronics, more things than you can possibly imagine. Silver is a great investment if you can get your hands on it. So defiantsilver.life. Anyway, Vince, I know you got to go get ready for James Grunvig coming up next on the Red Pill Project since uh, Vince <clears throat> is our yeah. producer. Daily okay. Dose. Yes. Um, oh, Daily Dose coming up next. That's right. Uh, no, Grunvig, then Daily Dose, but yeah. Then Daily Dose, yes. So yeah. Vince, now, that, now that we've uh, we've gone over to decentralized media um, and we have more shows coming up, Vince is working his little tail off getting all the shows ready. So... Um, Josh too, you know, credit, yeah. credits too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, but. we're busy as all hell and everything that we do is on redpills.tv for all mm -hmm. of y'all who are interested and mm -hmm. uh, if you didn't know, and that's it. And I appreciate you having me on uh, again, Elin. Appreciate you uh, coming. Sorry. I always enjoy talking to you. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Hope to hear from y'all soon. Feel better. Get Take some, some rest. And some vitamin <laughs> D, Vince, seriously. You um, got it. Yeah, uh, defiant, defiantvitamins.com. Um, if you go to defiantvitamins.com, it's the uh, the aurora liposomal vitamins, it's really good. Um, they have a vitamin D shot because you look really jaundiced, that's why I'm saying you need vitamin Do D. I? Well, it's, I've got it's not just the lighting because you're in the I same lighting. All the I have olive skin, you know, I, no, you're you kind are of jaundiced yellow. as shit right now. No. <laughs> yeah. I have. Yellow. I have yellow over here that yeah, my light's reflecting on. Vitamin D. You need vitamin D. No. I just want you to be healthy. <laughs> yes. How do you spell defiant? D-E-F-I-A-N-T. Oh, I don't know how to spell vitamins. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Vince. Oh, that was awesome. We'll let you go. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm good at other things. Have All right. Take one. care. All right. Uh, Vince will be on the Daily Dose tonight with Josh after right after our show's over. So I like talking to him. Me too. He's such a real person. I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna. Yeah. Well, I'd say I dropped the Red Pill Project early, but we're not quite there yet. So um, <laughs> okay. Three minutes. Yeah, that that brings us right into this. Okay, so check this out, y'all. So I told y'all the other day that um, Texas is suing Pfizer, right? The Attorney General Paxton is suing Pfizer. Let's let him tell you about it. This is great. Because, of course, Pfizer's had immunity mm -hmm. on all vaccines forever. But there's a workaround. There's always a workaround. I love me a loophole. Love a loophole. The federal government long ago, back in I think the, the the 80s, passed a law that gave protection to pharmaceutical companies when they provided vaccines. There's no liability, complete protection. However, under state law, uh, they don't have those same protections. We have a Deceptive Trade Practices Act, and that's we're suing mm -hmm. them under, arguing that they did not tell our consumers in Texas the truth and therefore there are damages because they, they didn't tell the truth about the effectiveness or the potential side effects of the vaccine. And I, we were just talking, something you said really struck me. You said, I noticed that when they were pushing it really hard and they were saying, we're only safe if we all get it, even though historically 
we're safe if we get it, then we shouldn't care about what everybody else is doing. That was kind of that first red flag that was raised for you. But the real kicker here is that they said it was something like 95% effective. And then people who got the vaccine were getting sick right away, right? That's what you're suing them. Yeah, it, because we think the number 95% was not a true number. It wasn't an accurate number. It wasn't a reliable number. And they knew it. That's our argument. They knew that it wasn't a reliable number. And therefore, they misled consumers about the effectiveness. So people are making healthcare decisions that are pretty important. And they're taking on a vaccine that hasn't really been tested. And we don't know the, the, the long-term effects. Yet they knew some of the potential side effects. And they knew that it wasn't 95% effective. And so people are making their decisions based on believing that Pfizer is telling them the truth. And of course, then the Biden administration came in and started threatening people with their jobs. And we had other you know, cities and states doing the same thing, forcing people to get this vaccine. And it was based on false information. And that's a real problem because it has long term consequences for consumers in Texas. What could be the outcome of a lawsuit like this? Well, for us, it's for every violation, which potentially is every time they, they lied or every time it affected a consumer, it's $10,000 per violation. That number can add up pretty fast because since we have, you know, 30 million people. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think we've got a legitimate chance of at least getting more information about what they actually uh, which, what, what they actually knew at the time and what they told consumers at the time. And if those were not true, there are damages associated with that. One of the good things about this litigation is it's going to bring out information that the public hasn't known. And we're going to make sure that information yeah. gets out. So at the very least, whether we win or lose, I think we're going to win. And, that, and potentially we'd have yeah. we'd have other lawsuits. But at the very least, the public can go, wait a minute, I'm going to be a little uh, I'm going to be a lot more hesitant to trust the Biden administration next time or any other government entity that tells me I have to get it or I'm going to lose my job or I have to get that pressure didn't add up. That is so very, very accurate. I wonder if that is the case in, I was not vaccinated with Pfizer. I had Moderna. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't However, because either which way, I had long-term effects from that stupid vaccine. Yep. And DJ was did literally just asking me, he's like, can't you sue somebody for that? I'm like, I don't think so. Mm -mm. I was like, he's like, can't you sue your employer for forcing you to get that vaccine? If... You can get a doctor to admit that you had a vaccine injury mm -hmm. and you can get enough other people that were also injured at that same hospital to do a class action lawsuit mm -hmm. against them, then maybe, maybe. Well, unfortunately it wasn't the hospital. I know. Unfortunately it was I know. the other part. However, I mean, I mean, not because I care, I don't, Again, I don't care about the money. I care about the awareness and the fact that we were lied to and what it did to us. And those of us who didn't want it, that got forced to get it by our employers because our employers receive money from the government, whether they collect food stamps, government insurance, whatever it is, I promise you, everything gets money from the government. Mm -hmm. And that is where they did it. They're like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. We receive money from, and this is what the government wants. So all of our employees have to be vaccinated. and there were, like I said, I know plenty of nurses who quit their jobs because they're like, I'm not doing it. Yep. Not doing it. Um, all right. We're going to play a couple minutes of this. So we've had James Roguski on here a number of times, who is the one who's been um, really pushing the WHO pandemic treaty 
thing. Okay. Which is coming up here very soon. Now we're not going to play this whole thing because it's like 14 minutes long um, and boring is all get out. But we're going to play the first few minutes so you guys can get an idea of what's going on here. Bringing us right up to tribute. What can be seen today in from the documents that are on the table that are about to be negotiated under the title of new pandemic treaty and amendments to the international health regulations. We are here today because we are all concerned by the World Health Organization's strong pressure to extend its powers, its structural and its financial capacities with a permanent effect over the sovereignty of the countries and over the self-determination of the people. It was in the wake of the COVID-19 crisis that the WHO has initiated a reform process which will bring significant changes to all of us that will concern every human being and every of the 194 member states on this planet. This reform process was started in 2021 with two working streams, preparing two separate legal instruments. Number one, a complete new treaty, the so-called new pandemic treaty, and number two, significant amendments to the already existing international health regulations. These two legal instruments, treaty and IHR, are about to be negotiated and finalized, and they are, they bring material changes. The contents of these drafts are on the table. They are available. They are available for everybody. And already in eight months' time from now, in May 2024, the 194 member states of the WHO will have their final vote on both of these international agreements. This process takes place behind closed doors and at a tremendous speed. It is not reported nor discussed in our newspapers, in our national parliaments, in universities, nor in society. It is unacceptable. This is unacceptable because these two legal instruments will affect every one of us by reducing, even diminishing our loss, our, our right of self-determination, our right in general of human dignity, and it will eliminate basic principle of democratic participation. Yeah. So the treaty and the pandemic amendments, the amendments to the already existing treaty, because the already existing treaty has already been signed off on by our Senate, they can just put in the amendments. And as long as, you know, our representative to the who says, yeah, then we're good to go. In fact, we wrote the amendments, which cedes our sovereignty to the WHO. So basically anytime they say that they have a uh, health concern, whether it's a pandemic or not, they'll just lock you down, lock you up, throw away the key. And you have no rights, no freedoms. I, I, good luck with that. Okay, so here, here's what DJ says to me. He's like, mom, 
He's like, I wish I would have been around Stand when by. America was actually free. I got to drop the Red Pill Project. Red Pill Project, I will be back tomorrow morning on the Patriot Party podcast channels for the good book at 8 a.m. So come join me there. And um, tomorrow night, uh, I think Ghost will be back with me tomorrow night. And yeah, I'll be back Thursday. Yep. 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. So come see us then. Until then, later, Red Pill. Okay. And they're out. And they're out. So DJ was saying to you, Mom, I wish I lived here when we were free. When the country was free. And I was like. In 1775? I said, DJ, I'm not 100% sure that it's been free even in my lifetime. No, it hasn't been. And I was like, and I say this because it's all like, it's, it's, it's a false sense of freedom. Mm -hmm. It's a false sense of rights. Like, yes, we have human rights. We live in a gilded cage. However, like they take those rights away from us all the time, whenever it benefits them, whenever we question anything, whenever we're like, no, I don't want to do that with my body. No, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do that. I have opinions. This is my right. They take them away. Just like I said, they forced so many people to get vaccinated in order to keep their jobs. Mm-hmm. They for and all they did was just basically write a death sentence for the last, yeah, you know, of us who ended up getting and because we had to, like, we, like I said, Taylor and I were not put in a position to where we could be like, no, we're not going to do that. We had just moved across the country and had to have jobs, so mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is well, fuck it, that's what I got to do. But that's that's just then that right there was the sign that we. And like for me to prove to Taylor, it's like we are not free. We are not allowed to have our own opinions. I was like, and I am very fucking opinionated. So that's not going to work for me. Um, but yeah, when DJ said that, I was like, I was like, DJ, I mean, I think we've just been fucked for a really long time. I said, I think in the eighties is when things were starting. The corporate aspect of shit was taking over. And that is when I think that we officially ended up in a position to where, we, no matter what we vote for, no matter what we want, that doesn't matter because it doesn't serve the political and pharmaceutical agenda, which makes people addicted to shitty food and be put on medications because the shit that's put in the food depreciates the nutritional value and causes addictive, uh, has addictive properties and genetically like alters the molecules in your body and it mm-hmm. makes you sick. Yeah. I said, and that's where we're at. I said the pharmaceutical company and the government, they're in cahoots together and that is why we have no rights. So don't let them fucking lie to you. And the media too, don't forget them. I don't. You want to get hot? Yes. And this is why I have to. Exactly. (laughs) I get angry. Don't we all? We don't talk about a lot of this at my house. We talk about this every day here. I get very angry. Don't we all? Actually, I really don't. Taylor, I mean, not Taylor, DJ gets super heated. Yeah. Fuck it. I know I'm late on the bong. Fuck it. I know. Oh my God, Seamus, shut up. Dude, you hear him out there? Mm-hmm. Just whining like a little bitch. 
He has the biggest blue balls you've ever seen right now. Poor guy. Seriously. He's working so hard for this, too. If she ever gives it up. (coughs) (coughs) Then he's going to be like, that's what all this fucking work was for? Fuck you, bitch. (coughs) Yeah, and then they're going to have puppies, and he's going to be like, what? (coughs) Right? The fuck happened here? He's like, I was just having a good day. Exactly. Mm, too good a time. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I took them for the walk this morning and we got to the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Like we went down the causeway because that's where we see the least number of dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, I feel like they have friends everywhere. They so do have friends know. everywhere. But <laughs> coming, so coming back, Biggie's mom brought him out to see them. Uh-huh. And I pulled him to the other side of the road and I was like, not today, honey. She's in heat. He's in rut. And she's like, I will bring him back inside. Oh, I think I heard that conversation. I was like, do not. No, no biggie today. Because, um, nope. Seamus will probably eat him. Even the children are not allowed around Annie right now. Seamus will not let them. He's growling at the, at the boys. Yeah. Because he can smell their hormones. And all he <coughs> goes off is smell and instinct. And uh, right now, that's it. Smell and instinct. And he smells hormones on someone else coming near his Annie. Uh-uh. No. Leo, (laughs) it's all over my fucking house. It's not wet dreams. He will hump and jizz and it it just goes everywhere and not in her. And uh, it's bad. Nobody likes that. It stinks. Smells so bad. I need to give him a bath. It's like all stuck up in his fur. It's like making it all matted around him. No, it's bad. So he's like a dirty hooker right now? Yes. My dad's like, have fun cleaning up piss. I'm like, it's not, not piss, pee. it's jizz. He's like, I know, I just didn't want to say that. <laughs> He's a dirty hooker right now. So gross. It's so gross. All right. <coughs> so yesterday, I told y'all that I had yet to get <coughs> the notification of my court date that's supposed to be December 7th for the chickens, <coughs> right? So Thursday. <coughs> Thursday. And I'm like, what the fuck? So someone last night recommended that I call the court and see if I'm on the calendar. So I did that today. <coughs> I called up there and I was like, hey, I'm, I think I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to be in court on, <coughs> sorry, on the 7th on Thursday. So, but I haven't gotten notification. And she looked, she's like, I, you're not on the calendar. I was like, um, okay, well, can you like double check? Cause I don't want to not show up if I'm supposed to be there. Cause you know, I don't want to like, get arrested or anything. And, um, so she's like, all right, I'll, I will, I'll call over and, and double check. She's like, if you have a court date, I'll call you back. If you don't, I won't. She never called me back. That's fair. But I'm debating if I should show up there anyway, because you know, people suck at their jobs. I don't get me. So I like, I'm thinking, do I show up there just to see? Cause I don't want to not Again, not show up if I'm supposed to be there. But on the other hand, I never got a notification about it. Like, I don't know. What do mm-hmm. I do? I did you get her name? And like a employee no. call lady? Fuck Mm-mm. you. I'm really bad about that too, but I have learned that that is definitely the thing that I need to start doing. Because mm-hmm. when I'm like, I spoke to so and so on this day. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly 
just to double check, I would call again tomorrow <coughs> and get whoever answers the phone yeah. their information because those cards are recorded. True that. And you just get their information, get their, you know, representative yeah. ID or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Oh, I don't have. think they even fucking have employee numbers here in um, this fucking janky ass county. Yeah, there's that. But they have to log into their call system somehow, so they have to have some form of ID. True. True. Um, technology has made it impossible. Then they tell you, I don't have an employee ID. Like, okay, well, I just want to know, what do you log into your account with every day so you can give and take calls? Mm. I was like, because that's your fucking employee number. Or you can give me a case number for this call, but I want a record of this call. This way, you can then email that fucking county representative bitch and be like, I spoke to this person on this day. This is the call ID number for the call. I was told that we do not have to be in court on the 7th. Mm-hmm. I need to know. So therefore, I am not going to be here. I think you're right, Jason. Yeah. Show up anyway. Lindsay said you should probably show up just in case some girl's eh. trying to set you up, trying to get you for contempt. I mean, and that's why I was like, do the second call. Talk to a different person. Mm. But uh, because let's be real, I... I'm so mad because I did just that because I got tired of people not returning my calls from the DSS up in Greenville. And I drove up there yesterday and traffic Mm -hmm. fucked me. Right. So that was a total waste of a four hour drive, but whatever. It was relaxing. I got to knit my blanket (laughs) while Taylor drove. So I was just like, I hate doing things and then getting there and then it not even being able to go in or like, I think well, because of my is, experience yesterday and I am telling you, it does not matter what state it is like you're in. Right down the street though. Slow. And it is like, I, you know, you go in there and you know, it's it's like, it's not even really a fucking courtroom. It's um, like, Hey, am I on the roster? And yes. Yeah. No. And then you leave. And pretty that's much. Fine. If like you can there's do a that, guy, that's fine. you know, that they would that, they at the information the desk. That's perfect. Do that. Yeah, so I, I think that's think that, I'll, I'll I mean, that is a good idea. Just in case. Only because it's not far. If it was far, I was going to tell you. Yeah, just no, it's just that. down the street. I was so. like, because I know you, bitch. You don't like to leave the neighborhood. Fuck, I don't like to leave the house. I know you don't like to leave the house, but you do walk the dogs. I mean, so. I don't like to leave the neighborhood. Okay, that's true. You don't true. like to leave the neighborhood. Yeah. And I fucking get that. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, well, here's some more fucked up shit for you. This is this is great. And we kind of know this. And again, we're not going to play the whole thing because. Oh, for fuck's sake. Emerald Robinson loves to put out like fucking 15 minute clips. We're not playing the whole thing. Just the beginning. But here you go. Her uh, vaccine is contaminated with plasma DNA. It's not just mRNA. So that's why I'm kind of alarmed about this DNA being in the vaccine. It's 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 different from RNA because it can be permanent. It could cause theoretically. This is all a theoretical concern, but it's pretty reasonable based on solid molecular biology, that it could cause a sustained autoimmune attack toward that tissue. It's also a very real theoretical risk of future cancer in some people. Depending on where in the genome this foreign piece of DNA lands, um, it can interrupt a tumor suppressor or activate an oncogene. I think it'll be rare, but I think the risk is not zero, and it may be high enough that we are to figure out if this is happening or not. And so I'm trying to be gracious here in many circumstances. There could be malice underneath, but I'm trying to see just incompetence to be gracious. So. That was cancer genomics expert Dr. Philip Buckholz testifying to the damages caused by these experimental fatal COVID jabs. Dr. Buckholz's testimony was given directly to the South Carolina Senate. It highlighted the damages being caused 
by these gene therapy jabs. But sadly for many, the damage is irreversible and the jabs everlasting effects are being felt particularly by many of our veterans. According to the Epoch Times, the VA is excluding, excluding COVID-19 vaccine injuries from its toxic exposure benefits program. The VA claims there is, quote, no scientific or medical evidence to prove that service members were injured due to the jabs. The policy reads, quote, vaccines and medications in general are not considered participation in a terror under the PACT Act because there is no scientific or medical evidence that supports the conclusion that vaccines and medications administered to service members have resulted in long-term adverse health effects. Service members like Green Beret Ivan Raiklin, though, are speaking out about what these fatal jabs had done. In a tweet, he stated, quote, every military service member coerced without informed consent into the DNA mutilating clot shot must file a Veterans Affairs Disability Compensation Claim for depression and anxiety and toxic exposure. In the claim document, the names in the claim document, the names and circumstances of everyone who coerced you into the emergency use authorized unsafe and ineffective myocarditis making toxic jab. Now, once the claim is submitted and adjudicated in the veteran's favor, this evidentiary package can be used to, to prosecute those individuals who coerce others for assault, battery, maiming, mutilation, attempted murder, intentional infliction of distress in both criminal and civil proceedings where appropriate. I suspect the list will be very long. And Ivan Raikland joins us now to discuss. Ivan, thank you for being here. All right. Again, I'm not going to play this whole thing. Three minutes is enough. You get the idea. It's very accurate, though. The VA doesn't think that. Because they are not allowed because to say they, opposing things to the government. Well, they designed the jabs. Just saying. They did that shit on purpose. Of course, they're not going to admit to it. You know what they are doing, though? Hmm. Oh, this is this is great. Here you go. You know, it's crazy. Um, so many things, so many things, so many things, so many things, uh, y'all know Mick served in the military for 21 years, right? And he has a hundred percent disability. And when I tried to get him a dentist appointment, no, we're not covered. What the fuck do you mean you're not covered? No, you no. guys have always been covered. Yeah, no, no. Only when you're active. Once you're a veteran, you're not covered under, dental's not covered anymore. Unless you can get it, like it's not covered outside. Unless you can get a dentist on post. Nobody unless you can those. get into a dentist on post, which is literally impossible. They have not had appointments for anybody outside of active duty for three years. First, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And now, because there's no fucking dentists left. Uh, I mean, but because he's disabled, I really feel like there's some, there has to be a workaround for that. Since he's disabled, they Doesn't should matter. be covering every treatment he needs, period. Nope. They don't, they don't cover dental, which, you know what? I mean, I, I'm fine with that because they just use so much fucking fluoride anyway. And I have them on, um, Honestly, his teeth are better now than they ever have been. I just, I really now love getting on, my teeth cleaned. Now I that have we're on the Fresh teeth. Mouth, I'll tell you what, we have these fucking, these electric toothbrushes from Fresh Mouth. That's right. I know Lindsay, you love them. And they're amazing. And they have a polishing, like a whole mm -hmm. um, yeah. cleaning and polish at different settings on the toothbrush, mm -hmm. whitening, the whole deal, like mixed teeth. He was watching the video that we played on Thanksgiving of him and Justin 
doing the deep dive into the VA or into the VA, into the, um, the Vegas shooting. And he was like, man, my teeth looked really bad then. They look so much better now. And it's, mm. it's true. So I'm um, just one of those. I however, don't have anything wrong with my teeth. I just love going to get my teeth clean because I love how they feel after. No, I gotcha. I gotcha. That's, That's how I feel every single day when I brush my teeth okay. with fresh mouth and the electric toothbrush. Oh, maybe I'll have to look at that. Okay. Because like, I don't have cavities or anything. I gotcha. But here, yeah, this is. This I want to so see this. Fun. Check this out. Veterans are now calling out the VA's role in processing medical care for illegals. Yes, you heard that right. While those who fought to protect us wait to be treated. Concerned Veterans for America is one organization calling on lawmakers to investigate. Air Force veteran Darren Selnick is one of its senior advisors. He joins us now. Darren, nobody knows VA and VA healthcare better than you. This story's on foxnews.com right now. Break down what's happening. Is it really the case that when someone come, comes across the border illegally, in some way they're using the VA to get healthcare services? Hey, Pete, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, it's happening. And I got to tell you, when I found out about this a few weeks ago, it made me mad. And everyone I've talked to is a veteran. It makes them mad. VA's mission is to serve veterans. It is not to help ICE and the Border Patrol, which we have the documents, which on the, on their websites and from a memo, it's not to help them go ahead and process medical claims and pay medical claims and make it easy for the uh unauthorized migrants to get health care and dental care. So what is happening is, and look, uh, as someone who's a former senior advisor in the Trump administration um, at the VA and an advisor at the White House, I would have stopped this. We would have stopped this because it's not right. The mission of the VA is to serve veterans, not to serve unauthorized migrants. And so what's happening is, and, and we have this from the Undersecretary of Health, he's put out in a video, which I've seen, hey, make it hard for veterans make it hard for veterans to go ahead uh, and get community care. But at the same time, they are processing for 2022, 161,000 medical claims and paying those claims for unauthorized migrants. Um, meanwhile, veterans are having a hard time getting health care. Uh, they're literally dying because they can't get mental health in a timely manner. Um, they, can't, they can't get cancer treatment. Uh, bills are being sent to them because they're not paying the providers on time. So it's make it hard for veterans They've told the staff to do that, only default to the VA um, community care when you have to. At the same time, they're helping Border Patrol and ICE make it easy button. Easy button for unauthorized migrants, hard button for veterans. It's got to stop. Congress needs to investigate this. Uh, last year, Mayorkas said in testimony that they were working with the VA uh, to go ahead and do expand this, possibly in medical centers. We don't know exactly how deep this is. It's got to be investigated. It's insane. It's be stopped. That VA yeah, employee you're talking about insane. said, press the easy button less for vets with community care. They want vets stuck inside VA facilities and not able to go outside to get care if, if they're waiting too long. This is a bill that was passed intentionally to fix what VA is doing so terribly. Here's a source, by the way, for this story. It's an ICE agent and a vet talking to Fox News Digital. He said, we served in the military in this country and we have these benefits to use in the VA. I pay an exorbitant amount of taxes to this country, and I can't even get seen for basic needs. But illegals can. They can literally cross the border with all these pre-existing medical injuries or illnesses or whatever they have going on, and they literally walk right into a primary care doctor or specialty care doctor and get whatever services they need. And what we're learning now, Darren, is that the VA is part of facilitating 
the reimbursements and the payments for this. Now, VA is denying they're involved in this, of course, but there's a VA in front of the process by which these healthcare providers get reimbursed for the care they're providing for illegals. No, absolutely. I mean, the documents are, are, are true. I mean, you can take a look at these documents, um, anyone online. There's a portal on, online at the ICE which directs them to go to the VA. The VA, uh, you know, documents show from ICE that they processed, uh, had 161,000 medical claims. Uh, ICE says that every provider that they take the unauthorized migrant to, that the provider has to have to send their uh, MedPAR, their claims to the VA. VA is processing them. Look, VA processes it for community care. They should be spending all their time processing the claims for veterans, not for other agencies, not for unauthorized migrants. It's a fact that they are doing it. And because of that, veterans are suffering, and they are ones getting bills and providers are leaving the system. It's totally corrupt, and it's got to be investigated. It's got to be stopped. You're making my blood boil just, just hearing that. When you consider how difficult it is for a vet, first of all, to be seen at a VA facility, then to get authorized to go outside for care, then to get actually reimbursed for that because that system is so dysfunctional. Instead of focusing on making that work for vets, we're facilitating payments for illegals in this country to get medical and dental. And then the VA says, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. <sighs> so... They are and terrified of veterans. They are terrified of veterans. They are terrified of veterans and they want them to die. That's why they're doing this. But let me tell you, this is going to backfire. This could so easily backfire because you know what happens when you take those veterans off of all of their medications because mm -hmm. they can't get them anymore? You know what happens? They lose their shit. No, 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 no. If they do it right, if they start talking to their friends like Mick, who've detoxed and they start smoking weed instead of taking all those medications and they start eating clean food and start drinking clean water, you know what happens? Then they're truly terrifying. Because now they're just fucking ang even more angry because A, you made it really super hard for them to get what they needed in what supposedly needed in the first place. But not only that, it was straight bullshit because of all was now so many people are learning that it's just, you said, how many meds was he on? 22, 24 meds 24 a day? different pills a day. Right. So, and, and it was I really remember like 14 pills a day, but, but it had, had to be to multiple times twice a day. Twice yeah. a day. Exactly. Yep. So, and like I told you, I was like, once you detox the body from all of those chemicals, the body is a perfectly designed machine to rebuild mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. It's done through when you're sleeping. That's why it's so important that you rest. But still, same thing. If you take away all of that synthetic shit, that's what happens. Like, because you're one pill caught, like he was on ADD medication, amphetamines, and on blood pressure medication because, same time. because it increased his blood pressure, which is totally fucking true. And then also, like we discussed, it kept him warmer because his blood pressure was increased mm -hmm. there, amphetamines. And now that he's off of all his medication, he actually gets cold now. Yep. Right. And he was also, oh, yeah. Like, oh, he was other... all like bundled up the other day. I, I know, was like, what, what is wrong me? with you? I was like in a sweatshirt and he's like all fucking bundled up in like a big jacket and stuff. He's like, I'm cold. I don't get cold, but yeah. his body temperature is definitely has regulated now. Like right. it's come down and yeah. you know, now that and makes now he's sense. affected by the actual temperature change he as is. opposed to just being hot all the time. That's why 
the, the Georgia heat doesn't bother him exactly. for the longest time. Now he's like, fuck this. But <laughs> you know, but that makes sense because like, I've always run really cold. I know you're such a fucking like, vagina when it gets cold. No, no, no. But my normal body temperature is like 97 degrees. Oh, I know. Yeah. You were like my mom, but it's, I think now, I think it's because I, oh my God, Shannon, shut up. I think it's because I could never have any synthetic medicines because I was allergic to so much of everything. Mm -hmm. So I never had that fucking toxic stew in my body. Like almost everybody else did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember when I came to live with her in 2014 and it was hilarious. It dropped down to 70 degrees. And this bitch was sitting in the garage in one of those big, bulky, ugly fucking turtlenecks. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, my God, Heather, where's your jacket? Where's your hoodie? And I'm like, what the fuck do I need that for? And she's like, it's cold out here. I'm like, bitch, it's 70 motherfucking degrees. Like, what are you talking about? She, no bullshit, pulled out the fucking storage totes with the winter clothes in it and everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, this bitch has lost her motherfucking mind. Yep. But again, back then, I wasn't on any medications, but I was bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want to blame the being hot on being bigger, but I remember when I was a kid and I wasn't on any medication and I was just, you know, a healthy kid. I always ran hot. Like, my mom would always yell at me to close my jacket. And I'm like, God, I don't want to. Like it's hot, right? Like my dad got mad at me because I gave my coat away. I'm like, I don't fucking need it. Somebody else needed it. I mean, Mick still does run hotter than most people, but not like he used to. Like he used to be a fucking hot box. Like he'd like try and snuggle all night. I'd be like, right? Dude, you're like two thousand like fucking degrees. Seriously, like right? I'm cold, and I and I don't want you to touch me. I don't have the hands of death that I used to have, though. I do, though. I got them. Don't worry. I mean, I occasionally, them. but like. I'd put my hands on Megan and be like, oh my God, don't, don't touch, me. touch me. But see, that's what people would do to me because my hands were so hot. Yeah. Like my hands were so hot my whole life. And I walked up to one of my, uh, when I first became a pharmacy technician and I walked up to her and she was like, I'm freezing. Bitch, the pharmacy's never cold. What are you talking about? So I walked up to her and I was like, seriously, you're cold. And I went to like touch her to see like, uh-huh. like if she was cold to the touch. And she's like, ugh. And I was like, what? She's like, your hands are so hot. It made me nauseous. You're burning people with your hands. I actually got wrinkles out of my smock one time because I had just held my hand. <laughs> like I had hella wrinkles. Like, oh. and cause I said, like somebody sat on it. There's a benefit to hot flashes after all. Yeah. And then I just put my, <laughs> and I just put my hand on it for a couple, like 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, we're good. Like, but, but yeah, seriously, when you I can't, yeah. But when you detox from all the crap, mm-hmm. when you stop eating all the processed foods, when you get off of all the, you know, fucking nasty medicine, that big pharma shit, and you start eating food that you grow and making medicine from herbs that you grow or smoking medicine from herbs that you grow whatever then they're uh, just herbs exactly then you know what it's it like your body adjusts so much more easily to temperature variations to you know to to being outside it's it's amazing anyway my mood improves exponentially when i'm able to work outside oh yeah yeah um yeah i was having a, a very mad day today i actually took a nap this afternoon before just before Heather got here, which I never take a nap, but I was like, I had a headache all day. Um, and I went outside and I, you know, I actually, I had planned to do all this other stuff, but I had to just put my hands in the dirt. So I dug up sweet potatoes because 
then and then I felt better because mm-hmm. I was just like, I mean, I'm doing the thing that you're connected mm-hmm. the most to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I cleaned the, I did, I cleaned the duck pool and I used the magnetic water. So I I'm put so the, excited. I put the plant surge um, thing. Actually, I took the one out of here, but I put the plant surge unit on and I'm just moving it from hose to hose, but I put it and I have a bunch of them, but the one in the front, I just move from hose to hose depending on what I'm using. So I wanted to try that with the birds and cleaning out the pool. And normally like it's a whole big process for me to clean out the duck pool, right? I, I rinse it out. I like I drain all the water out and I, I wash it out. And then I have to like get in and scrub, scrub all the algae off and scrub all, you know, with like Castile soap and, um, and a, you know, a brush and whatnot, and then rinse it again. And there's soap everywhere. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And oh my God, craziest thing. So I washed it with the, the, magnetic water, right? The plant surge water. Uh-huh. All I had to do was rinse it out. Nice. All the algae, all the, the everything, everything just came, came right, right out. Nice. And I was like, Holy and I bet shit. you if you and it keep looks it so clean, good. like it's so I bet you if you right keep, now, you just keep when you, whenever, cause I know that the water yeah, dissipates yeah. and they splash that shit out. Well, and they shit in there all the time. And they shit in there all the time. But yeah. just, I would continue to just refill it, everything mm-hmm. with that magnetic water. Oh I want I'm very, I'm very curious. When I cleaned the, the, um, the bird's water dishes out, the big plastic one, the same oh, thing. It has, they're so gross. gets the, all the algae on the inside. I have to do the same thing, like scrub it out with the brush and everything. Nope. Not today. Just like, just winch the, it was like the algae was coming off the sides in sheets. Like nice. not just specks, like whole sheets of it just coming right off. I was like, nice. Holy shit. That is amazing. That is amazing. Really awesome. It was really cool. I was like, I mean, this water, cleans better i love shit like that i love the science behind i was fantastic so i'm I'm gonna have to email john and be like um you know we need 15 more of those (laughs) oh shit Uh, it was great anyway freedomplantsurge.com just right there it automatically applies a 10 percent discount for you no no shit this thing is holy crap i can't wait um i'm gonna replant the duck enclosure with garlic and strawberries and i'm gonna just use the plant surge in there um, and then I'm going to do the same thing in the back, but I'm going to use electroculture and plant surge mm-hmm. in those. And Let me I'm just want to see so if there's a difference. See the difference. Right. Um, so can that's... we do, I almost wonder if we can do like a smaller raised flower bed, but with the same soil. I know that mm-hmm. you do your own shit and just do nothing. Like put the same, let's do, I mean, I'm even, I even have potato bags and stuff that I never used. If you want to just I have do, tons of them, but I, you just I, can use do, one of those. I can do the second bed with nothing. And the first, you know, the first, yeah, I have the two side by side. Right. Connected, or connected, but you know, they're, they're separated. Right. So, um, they're just they're. adjacent. So right. I can do one with nothing, one with electroculture and plant surge and, and then one the just, other one with just the plant surge yeah. and see how it goes well because so. i think that that's so we can test it and see right. you yeah know, i love the to, best. i love experiments yeah that's very cool anyway all right so uh back to the immigrants mm, this is great not really oh you want to know what's coming our way here we go so right now we are in colombia at the cabanas rio mayo hotel And this hotel that we stumbled upon by accident is a major hub, a major transit point meeting place for Chinese foreign nationals that are on their way to the United States. And last night when we were here, we were eating at this hotel restaurant and we were the only uh, foreigners that were not Chinese. I mean, literally the entire hotel is just Chinese foreigners. Uh, We spoke with the hotel staff here and they confirmed that. And while there are some women and children, it's mostly military aged males. There's some right behind me right now, actually. 
we showed you in a previous video of ours a Chinese blueprint that's distributed amongst Chinese in uh, WhatsApp groups. And this is actually one of the stops on the blueprint. It says to stop in Pasto. That's where we're at right now. We're on the outskirts of Pasto. And the point is that the Chinese have very sophisticated, quote unquote, migration networks all the way up to the U.S. border. And this hotel that we're at is proof of that. It's all Chinese. And for some reason, they all know to come here. It's because they are in direct communication. People that are further up the trail or that have made it to the United States are telling people that are on their way, hey, this is a hotel that's safe for you. Uh, we also found we are staying at this hotel. You know, they're expecting Chinese. You can see a lot of the writings, a lot of the signs in this hotel are written in Chinese. Again, this is further proof that it's not by accident. It's not just some sort of one-off occasion that there's all of these Chinese nationals here at this point. This is a known hub, a known meeting place for Chinese that are in transit on their way to the United States. We spoke with the Chinese national who's staying here right now, who's going to be trekking through the Darien Gap and going up to the United States. His destination is either New York or Los Angeles. And he told us that there are definitively Chinese spies in the United States. Are the Chinese police in the United States? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you worried that the Chinese police can find you in the United States? Yeah. Yeah? I'm afraid. Which, you know, we've been telling you, all these military age decades Chinese that are coming in, like. The CCP does not let them leave China without a goal, a mission, approval. They're here for a reason, people. It's coming. It's coming. And hey, here's New York. I'm so glad we got out of there, Heather. Oh, yeah, bitch. Dude, New York's a fucking shithole these all days. TJ ever says to me. I'm like, listen, just to be fair, I lived in Queens and I went to see where I grew up after 32 years. Legit. I moved when I was 13 and I went back for my 45th birthday. As soon as I rounded the corner and I was like, son of a bitch, everything looks exactly the motherfucking same. All everything's the same color, the fucking shutters with the ugly fucking horse and buggy Nothing's thing changed. on it. Absolutely nothing has changed. Now, when I drove through New York, like the city, to get out of that motherfucker, I will never make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, this is like Seattle on a much larger, filthier scale. Mm -hmm. Like, it was terrible. And I was like, I don't know if this is how it always is. I said, because I haven't been here in 32 years, and we did not spend a lot of time in the city. I was, But I've heard many people mm -hmm. say that it's just disgusting. Yeah. Well, here's that more...
Yep. Okay, before you get started, I don't know about y'all, but I was completely distracted by that girl's fat ass in the beginning of the video. <laughs> I was like, damn, she's got a nice ass in my brain. And then I was like, oh, gotta focus. No shit. Wow. But here's the plan for them. They, they're they just, here's Dick Durbin, who is refusing to release the uh, Epstein flight logs, probably because he's on them. Um telling you what what they want to do with all these illegals what troubles me about the debate now about the southern border is it is one half of the immigration equation yes we need order at the border yes we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our, our shores and our border but there's also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them the chance? I think we should. And let me tell you about and there it is the last motherfucking thing we need is more fucking spies in our military are you fucking kidding me right now and, and the only is. reason why we can't meet our numbers is because nobody wants to support the government that we're under right fucking now so nobody's joining well and the whole you know they didn't want to take the COVID jab either There's but that too. they just removed that Bitch. and now they're going to let all the illegals in that aren't jabbed but will do what they're told because they're used to living under communism so you kick out all the red-blooded rednecks and you bring in a bunch of illegal Chinese spies and you stick them in the military. But I don't feel like it's just Chinese. Oh, no, I think they, no, they're from all over. They're from all over. All over. Doesn't matter where. No, we have enough. Do you think that those people, those illegals, will have any problem shooting American citizens? No. No? Not at all? I think there's some of us that don't have a problem with shooting American citizens. Uh, Let's just be real. It's, uh, it's, it's, there it is. That's, that's another piece of the puzzle. That's what they want right there. And then here's a little Jesse Waters for you. It's just so pathetic. I know, it's so pathetic. It's like you feel bad for the poor guy. The 18th Amendment's dead. The Equal Protection Clause ensures that every American citizen is treated fairly and equally in the eyes of the law. Nor shall any state deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Now, the 14th Amendment was necessary during Reconstruction to make sure black Americans were treated equally. And the law has been interpreted to cover skin color, gender, religion, nationality, because society cannot function 
if laws apply to certain groups and not to others. And just like Democrats opposed ending slavery, today's left still insists on discriminating based on race. After a months-long strike, Portland's teachers union hammered out a new contract. And the contract says teachers can discipline white students differently than black students and black students differently than Hispanic students. So if a student is disruptive in class, the schools must, quote, take into consideration the impact of issues related to the student's trauma, race, gender identity, presentation, sexual orientation, disability, social, emotional learning, and restorative justice. So here's my advice to Portland students. If you get in trouble, come out of the closet. If you get into a fight, tell the dean you're transitioning. White students, good luck. Time to find the family tree. Maybe your grandpa had high cheekbones like Liz Warren's. That's not what I said, that's what she said. Otherwise, detention. This type of disciplinary inequality, you already see it in today's criminal justice system. Remember those Trantifa animals who laid siege to the federal courthouse in Portland? All those charges were dropped. When you have green hair and you identify as a rainbow, you are treated differently. Or if you're a migrant who gets popped for a DUI in San Francisco, no problemo. They don't deport. It's a sanctuary. You get special treatment. Or these BLMers who torched a Wendy's, that's not what they meant when they said flame broiled. You know, most of us consider that arson to 20-year felony. Nope, probation. The fire was mostly peaceful. Obama started this in 2014. He threatened to investigate schools if black students were disciplined at a higher rate than whites. And he ignored the fact that the teachers disciplining the black students were very often also black. This attitude's wreaking havoc on the country. So-called authority figures feel uncomfortable doling out punishment. And so they let crimes and bad behavior go unpunished. And this creates big problems for all of us. Yeah. First of all, all of those things that they talked about, like uh, emotional trauma, like all these issues with learning, uh, abuse, poverty, all of these things. Let me tell you something, motherfucker. That shit touches every race, every color, every ethnicity, every income level, every fucking gender, transgender, and 51 other motherfucking genders that are out there in the world. It affects everybody. So everybody needs to be treated the same. And if somebody's being an asshole and acting like a little fucker, then they need to be told that they're an asshole and they're acting like a little fucker. I don't give a fuck what color they are. Fuck. She's doing well in Mixie. Huh? <laughs> All right. Oh... Dana White. If you look at all the shit that's going on in the world right now, if we went to war, right, there's no respect for the police anymore. Uh, there's no respect for the military. There's no respect for, for, for uh, our country, our freedom, our, 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 our way of life that we have here. You can sit around and you can pick, you know, nitpick and, and talk about things that are wrong with the United States. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell fucking your generation, my generation, everybody's generation. This is it. If this falls, there's no other fucking place to go. 
So all these fucking people are like, oh, God, if President Trump wins, I'm fucking leaving the country. They all say it. Yeah. <laughs> they all say it. Yeah, of course. Nobody fucking does it. Where are you going to go? <laughs> Nowhere. All these other fucking places that, that you think are fucking cool, that you think are so fucking great, when the shit hits the fan, you find out who's who and what's what. We saw it during COVID. Places that I thought were fucking awesome. Places that I thought I would love to live. And then we go through COVID. Gang, this is it. We're all Americans. We need to stop, fucking look around, and realize what we have and how good it is. Ronald Reagan, great quote from Ronald Reagan. We're one generation away from losing our freedom. And every fucking 10 years, it feels like we keep getting further and further away from that. Um, And we need to wake up. Leo, that's Dana White from the UFC. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Fucking nails it. He does. Because, uh... Okay, also, I just want to throw this out there. We always think it's so fucking fantastic when we go on vacation and it's beautiful and it's this and it's that. You and I are probably the only people who really genuinely appreciate the culture and being embedded in poverty because we like to help people and see how things are done. However, even fucking prison's fun when you're there visiting, okay? Not everything is as good on paper as you think it's not as great as you want if you look around those people in these other countries are living in fucking poverty we're living in fucking poverty the only difference is is that they don't have a fucking roof on their house we do yeah yeah absolutely. But like i said even prison's fucking fun when you're visiting you get to fuck around with the vending machine and play cards <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But I used to go pr- go every week to visit my mother in prison. That was like the best time I ever had with her. <laughs> I'd hit up the vending machine and I'd bust out the cards and we would play 500 rummy and fucking eat snacks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Before we get out of here, I got to share this with you because this is fucking hysterical. I fucking hate her face. I know, but listen, this is so funny. Climate change is real, everybody. Those hard drives got destroyed because of climate change. My husband flew to Epstein's Island uh, 40 times because of climate change. I lost the 2016 election because of climate change. My husband cheated on me because of climate change. He literally got his (laughs) sucked in the Oval Office because of climate change. Even Jeffrey Epstein died because of climate change. It wasn't me. It was definitely climate change. Climate change. I fucking hate her. I know. I mean, I kind of feel like that's AI generated because her it lips. Yeah, I was like, AI I'm like, because she her did lips, not say that. I'm like, her lips definitely did not match her mouth. But part awesome. of, but, but part of it did. So when you would see her, like certain things that were AI said, but in her mouth, like, so, I was like, oh, some of her words are actually real, mm. which is how, you know, AI generates that they steal mm-hmm. their tones. I'm not sure if this douchebag's actually real, honestly. I ahead. mean, are we sure he's even human? I don't know. Definitely not. I'm like, he. Yeah. He looks like this is insane to be thinking that, you know, we're asking people to give up. We, 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 there was a time the last years that, uh, we might have gone to war to protect our energy sources. And 
now we're the largest oil and gas producer in the world, and we do it because we have mostly the shale gas and the capacity to frack and do what we do. Uh, and again, that's technology that produced that. Right. But gas will have a confrontation with the future in the future. Uh, this is... Okay, understand that, A, John Kerry just admitted that we went to war over oil. Uh, first of all... Not right. over weapons of mass destruction. Not a, no, we, no, no, no. He literally just admitted that we went to war over oil. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We only go to war with countries that have natural resources that we want. Obviously. That's what every fucking... Everybody knows that. Every country on this planet has done. Mm -hmm. And we're not fucking special. No. Out as a matter of fact, like we're what? The youngest country? We're a bunch of fucking followers. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you an example real quick of climate change before, mm. before we get out of here. This is, this is this is the blowjob? Cause I really want to know how great her blowjob was for climate change. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. This went off last night in DC. I'm just like, that this cracked is, me up. That was the best. No, this was great. Oh my God, Janice. <laughs> You're grounded. Oh. Oh, that's the fart sequence. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So the FBI went to serve a warrant on this house and it fucking blew up before they get like, before they go in. Pretty fucking smart. Boom. Boom. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that happened last night in DC. What fun here. He's creepy looking. Well, Arlington anyway, he is creepy looking. Here you go areas within the residence where the suspect was believed to be hiding. The purpose of this type of a deployment is to cause irritation in hopes of compelling the suspect to surrender. Based on the preliminary investigation of this incident, we believe that the resident of the home, James U, 56, of Arlington, is the involved suspect. The Orange County Police Department does not have prior documented interactions with the suspect at this address other than two calls for service for loud noise over the past couple years. We are aware of concerning social media posts allegedly made by the suspect, and these will be reviewed as part of the ongoing criminal investigation. The suspect was inside the residence at the time of the explosion, and he is presumed at this point to be deceased. Nope. Human remains have been located at the scene, and the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner will work to positively identify the individual and determine the cause and manner of death. Do we need, we need to determine a cause? Well, I mean, maybe he committed suicide and the bomb was just on a fucking timer. Who knows? Obviously, it was climate change. It was fucking climate change. Obviously, it was climate change. Why do you think I played it in the climate change segment? I'm just saying, like, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, that that guy was a victim of climate change. That guy looked like the mouse from Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> I could not handle how fucking fat the top oh, of his head was. Wow. Okay. All right, y'all. We got to get out of here. Um, yeah. Concerning social media posts, they didn't immediately take down take them down. So, uh, 
speaking of, thank you, Leo, for, for reminding me. Um, and I'll, I'll have to find the picture and show it to you guys tomorrow. But you know that, <coughs> you, you know, the whole case that's going on with the freedom of speech, the FBI, right? All that, um, the Biden administration and how they were telling Facebook to take down posts. And one of them was a meme. It was literally the meme of the, the guy going like, uh, you know, in 10 years, you're going to see commercials. Have you been injured by the COVID vaccine? <laughs> that was the meme that they were trying to take down, that the government was trying to take down. Just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Just saying. Anyway, so we got to get out of here. I will be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the good book. So come join me there. Lionel will be on immediately after that at 9.05. If I run late, she mirrors the end of my show and keeps going. And nice. um, yes. And then Ghost is returning tomorrow to join me in the evening as Mick will be out shooting shit. Mm-hmm. So he's actually hunting tomorrow. Bringing home the bacon. I mean, the deer. The deer. The venison, not the bacon. Yeah. But you know, Mm -hmm. same general. Whatever. Same general. It's all good stuff. So, uh, yeah, he might be back on Friday, but I think Josh is still going to come and hang out with us on Friday too. So, Uh, and you're coming back on Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking about coming on Friday too. Sweet. But then I have to be back on Saturday morning. So, you know, I'll come on Thursday. Come on Thursday. Yes. We got to have a big production day on Thursday for Electroculture Antennas because don't forget that December 11th is the last day to order Electroculture to guarantee that it'll be to you by Christmas. So save 20% off at electrofreedom.com with promo code WOLFPACK. And, you know, you can do the, the trifecta, seriously, the best freaking like all one Christmas gift, get 10% off on a plant surge unit at freedomplantsurge.com. Get 20% off on electroculture with promo code Wolfpack at electrofreedom.com. And then get 40% on your seeds with promo code defiant at survival-essentials.com. So, you know, grow your own food because uh, the food in the grocery store is shit and expensive as fuck. It so is. It really is. So, And it's full of fucking chemicals. It really is. It's so gross. Anyway. All right. So we're getting out of here, y'all, for V Lynn and Heather. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. The mix substitute. <laughs> Bye, y'all.
around and find out. If they looking for me, well, they know where to find me. I'll be half drunk, strapped up in a whitey. I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can be Teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirty South With a truck seat high And he straight pipes loud Sit your ass down, we done talking, fuck around and find out. I love my country.